Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, your co-host Shaq. We're going to be recapping UFC Liverpool, Darren Till versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Shaq, it just went down. Darren Till defeated Stephen Wonderboy Thompson via unanimous decision. It was a very controversial decision. 249-46s, 148-47, and he beat the number one guy. Yeah, it was a great fight. You know, a lot of people would complain about that type of fight, but I thought it was a serious chess match. I mean, either guy makes a mistake, they could be unconscious. So I thought it was a great fight. You know, I I, I didn't think it was a robbery by any means, but I thought Wonderboy won the first three rounds. But, you know, it was a close fight, and you can't fight close in uh, Till's hometown. So, you know, congratulations to Till. I think he's one fight away from that title fight, and he beat the number one guy in the world. Yeah, 100%. And, you know... It was a tough fight to score. I thought the first round definitely went to Wonderboy. The second and fifth definitely went to Darren Till. For me, it was the third and fourth that were in question. So, you know, I uh, I wasn't surprised to see the hometown guy edge it out. And that's exactly what happened there. And also, you could look at it as, you know, two to two going into the fifth. And then Till got the knockdown. The most important shot of the fight was that knockdown. Till had it. And Till got uh, his arm raised as a result in his hometown. 17 and 0. Yeah, seventeen and zero, uh, and he he can uh, make a lot of demands. And uh, you know, I think uh, Kamaru, him and Kamaru, could also make a good fight too. So, yeah, absolutely. And we're gonna recap the card, but real quick, gotta let him know. For the fourth time in a row, back to back to back to back, Max Bet winners. This time on the newcomer Carlo Pedersoli, and you know, Shaq, they just see that this name of this new guy, Carlo Pedersoli. They don't know who he is. All the action comes in on Brad Scott because that's you know the UFC vet. That's the guy they've heard of. But uh, when you're best fight picks, when you're max bet season, we put the work in on these guys you've never heard of. And uh, who else is coming out here on UFC debutants, on UFC debutants, on one week short notice, max betting them and cashing at uh, very close odds? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, that's exactly how we uh, thought the fight would go. I thought Scott, you know, fought well, but just not well enough. I thought the southpaw shots would take Peter Sully a long way. And, uh, I mean, we were kind of familiar with Petr Sala. We were aware that he beat Dobby. And uh, we were aware that he might step in for this fight. So, you know, uh, the second he came in, I mean, we were ready to go. And uh, Petr Sala's a nice little prospect at uh, welterweight. I mean, that was a nice performance. Besides the knockdown, I thought he clearly won. I thought he was winning that entire first round up until the knockdown. And I thought the second and third rounds uh, were his for sure. I mean, he mixed in the takedowns at the end of both rounds. And I thought he uh, picked Brad Scott off. You know, a lot of people were talking about this so-called uh, cardio issue from my boy Petr Solly, But what they failed to realize is that Petr Solly was just in there with Nick Dalby. Nick Dalby's a guy that won the third round against Darren Till. Nick Dalby's a guy that has a win over Zaleski. So I didn't really put much stock into the fact that he beat the shit out of Nick Dalby for two rounds and then gassed in the third, you know, because we're not fighting Nick Dalby. We're fighting Brad Scott, Shaq. And uh, he went out there and uh, took care of business, put on a southpaw clinic. Yeah, you know, just a slip and rip uh, clinic. You know, Scott's a tough guy. He ate the shots. He, he hung in there. But the split decision was kind of disgusting. But I understand it was in England. But, you know, Petr Sully took care of business. And now it's on, on to the next. Max Best season's going down in uh, New York on Friday, June 1st. And uh, we'll get the job done again. Max Bet season continues because when we say four back to back to back to back, I mean, Max Bet winners, we're talking about Marcus Maluka. We're talking about Jack Hermanson. We're talking about Gabriel Benitez. We're talking about Tyler fucking uh, Zach Otto. Carlo Pedersoli. I mean, we can go back this year. I mean, we are undefeated. I believe 8-0, maybe 9-0 at this point on Max Bet's this year consensus. But back to back to back to back, these last four, 
it's all been uh it's been max best season these last few cards man and that continues this friday at ufc utica in ufc new york uh very excited to capitalize on some opportunities and once again it's not what they're thinking it's not the spot they think we're gonna come out here in max bet you know these guys are we're like oh i know you're max bet it's eric spicely i know you're max bet it's nordine taleb it's like no you you have no fucking idea who my max bet is and you know what Shaq? they have no idea they don't even have a clue who it is for this Friday. If they Even if they guess it, they're not going to get it right, Shaq. You know what I'm saying, man? So uh, they can sign up today to maxbestseason.com. But as far as this card's concerned, man, Neil Magny, he went out there. He took care of the short notice replacement. You know, oftentimes these are those dangerous spots that, you know, you should probably turn the fight down. I mean, you remember what happened when Ricardo Lamas took that Josh Emmett fight. You remember what happened. I mean, all these times when these unranked guys fight the ranked guy and the ranked guy is, you know, risking his top 15 spot. But this time it went his way. You know, he kind of fought a bum. Let's be honest here, Shaq. Yeah, you know, that was fully expected. I thought the line should have been minus 1,000. But uh, Magni went out there and took care of Bizzik uh, as usual, you know. Now let's move on and put Magni in a real fight. You know, Jorge's been talking, so Magni versus Jorge works. He called out Usman, but I think Usman should fight uh, Till, you know, or something like that. But Magni versus Jorge is fine with me. Yeah, uh, I think uh, there would be a split decision winner in that one, my man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think Neil Magni... Definitely has to move up the ladder now or rebook him with Gunny if Gunny's ever going to fight again, you know? I wonder what my boy Gunny's up to right right this second <laughs> as we speak, as we record this podcast, you know? But, uh, man, this Arnold Allen versus Mads Burnell fight, we definitely got to talk about that because a lot of people are trying to make it seem like it was, uh, you know, Claudio Puelas versus Felipe Silva type fluke or type comeback, like it was a Paul Craig versus Ankalaev. And I didn't view it like that at all, Shaq, because I thought the first round, was super close. I thought that Arnold Allen actually came out there in that first round. He was moving on the outside very nicely. He was picking his shots. He ended up getting taken down twice in that first round towards the end of it, but then he reversed the position, ended that round on top. I thought the first round, and this might be controversial, could have arguably went to Arnold Allen. Then the second round comes out, and uh, Mads Brunel definitely won the second round. You know, he, he stalled him out for the duration of the second round. They come out in the third. He shoots a sloppy takedown, and he gets choked out. So to me, I didn't really see it as this oh, this massive comeback, this massive this and that. I just saw it as, you know, it was, uh, you know, Mads was winning the fight, but you, you shoot with your head on that outside against a tall, long guy like that, you're going to get caught. We've seen my boy James Vick do it many times. Yeah, you know, Allen's done that multiple times, so it definitely wasn't a fluke. He did that to Allen Omar back when he was a kid. I mean, he's still a kid, but he's got the will to win, and even when he's down, he's still in the fight, so uh, he remains undefeated in the UFC. Well, now we got to talk about, I mean, who do we put him in there with next? Because, you know, he already has wins over Makwan Amir Khan. He's got wins over Mads Burnell. Now you got to move him up the ladder a little bit. And, I mean, there's I think, lots of options at 45. I mean, a guy that he was supposed to fight in the past, Enrique Barzola. I mean, they were supposed to be scheduled for that uh, Boston card, but uh, Arnold Allen pulled out. So, I mean, they could rebook that fight. They're both uh, hot prospects at the moment. So, I like that fight. Yeah, Enrique Barzola versus Arnold Allen, you know. I would say someone's O has got to go, but you know my boy Enrique took that L to Bochniak, so you know he's not undefeated in the UFC no more, even though he kind of should be. But uh, someone's either going to get their first UFC L or their second UFC L of those two, Lockhorn. So I'm definitely excited about the prospect of that matchup. And uh, Mads Burnell, look, I know that on paper he's lost two of his last three via third-round submission, but I feel like the paper doesn't tell the whole story because the kid is tough. He does have some strong grappling, and I, I think that he can win some fights in the UFC. I mean, you think he'd go out there and beat Jason Knight? Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, he's a young kid. I mean, he's 23 years old. He'll, this is a learning experience. Young young fighters make young mistakes, and uh, he'll be back. 
Yeah, I agree. So, speaking of Makwan Amerikani and Jason Knight, those two fought. Split decision. 30-27 for Jason Knight and 229-28 for Makwan Amerikani. Now, firstly, Shaq, how did you score this fight? You know, I scored it for Knight, but I mean, it's one of those things where... You know, they're in Europe, and you already know how, how it's going to go down. I thought the 30-27 was an absolute joke. But, uh, I mean, you know, like we said on the, the podcast, if I think that if you thought you were dealing with the old Jason Knight, you know, I thought you were, you know, mistaken. I, I didn't I didn't think that guy was ever going to show up. And, I mean, it's pretty evident that that guy is never going to show up. But, you know, the rubber guard factor played a big thing. He kept pulling rubber guard after you would wobble him on the feet. And, you know, it's his own fault. He made it too close in Europe. And, you know, I think Magwan's a complete fraud, by the way. I think he, he's going to get exposed soon. So, But, uh, I mean, this is more of uh, Jason Knight just being on the decline and just being, you know, weathered and, you know, taking damage you know, throughout his career, and it's unfortunate to see uh, where it's gone. Well, listen, man, I know they're not going to cut him because he came out so exciting, you know, for his UFC fights that he won, but, you know, now he's 4-4 four and four in the UFC's octagon, but they got to match him up with someone who's an exciting fighter that my boy Jason Knight can go out there and potentially get a win against. What about uh, Humberto Bandanai? Okay, I like that. Jason Knight versus Humberto Bandanai. And my idea for Makwan Amirkani, I know Makwan's coming off a win, and this guy that I'm about to mention is coming off a loss, but I don't care. It's about how the styles match up. I want to see Makwan Amirkani. Welcome back, Chas Kelly, to the UFC's octagon, man. Chas Kelly hasn't fought since his fight with Jason Knight. That was also a close fight, even though he did get stopped in the third. I mean, look, both guys got dropped by Jason Knight. Um, for some reason, Jason decided to go for... Uh, you know, he started, he wanted to go for a rubber guard instead of following up with Maquan. With Chaz, he did follow up. He should have done the same thing with Maquan, but it was what it was. Uh, you know, as far as the Knight and Maquan fight is concerned, first round obviously goes to Knight. It just depends if you score at 10-8 or not for the two knockdowns. Second round is the one in question because, yes, Maquan was on top for the majority of the round, but I felt like Knight was attacking off bottom more than Maquan was on top. I felt like Maquan was kind of stalling it out, which we know. He's a staller. That's what he does. He's a pro staller. And you can't fault him for getting the decision. But I wouldn't have been uh, pissed at all if Knight won because I actually thought he did the more damage in that fight. I thought he was working more. So I kind of did score it for Knight. But, man, you were so right when you said that the kid really is on the decline. Yeah, you know, when you fight, when you have that fighting style, I mean, you kind of just uh, yourself – you know, runs out sooner, and uh, I mean that he definitely needs a cupcake for his next fight if he wants to, you know, stay with the company. But I mean, Makwan, we know he's a good styler, and you know that's why uh, he needs to be matched up with somebody that can stop that song. Yeah, so my suggestion was Chas Kelly. I mean, do you want to see something else, or you like that fight, or what? I want to see Gabriel Benitez versus Makwan. You know? <laughs> so you want to see him get the shit beaten yeah. out of him? I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I just feel like uh, you know that'd be line close too, right? <laughs> you know. Uh, just uh, I just think uh, it's a good matchup for Gabriel. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I'd be excited at that potential matchup as well. So my boy Claudio Silva comes off a four-year layoff. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to just make that walk inside the cage. It's another thing to go out there and finish a guy like Nordin Taleb in the first round. Now with Claudio Silva, you look at that resume, we're dealing with back-to-back-to-back wins over Brad Scott, over Leon Edwards, and now most recently over Nordin Taleb. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, Claudio Silva's a player in the welterweight division, man. <laughs> Claudio, like we said, I mean, you know, we did take Nordin just because, you know, he was coming off this serious layoff, but we did say be very careful with Claudio because, you know, he is one of these uh, Brazilian weasels, man, and uh, he finds ways to win. But this one, he really didn't have to weasel. The second he got on top, the fight was over. I mean, there was a clear difference in the uh, 
the ground game there. And I mean, Claudio, uh, be be very careful fading that guy is all I got to say because he will find ways to win. Like he said in the post-fight interview, when he has a mission, he's there to complete the mission by any means. So keep an eye out for my boy Claudio. Claudio kind of reminds me of uh, Tractor Preserves, like I said on the on the previous <laughs> show, man. You know, he's got that exact game. You know, Nordine was taking him down a little bit. Nordine was getting comfortable. Nordine starts rolling for leg locks. And you do shit like that against a guy like Claudio uh, Henrique da Silva. And that's, uh, you know, when uh, when he passes your guard and takes your back and chokes you out. And that's exactly what happened, Shaq. Yeah, so uh, I'm interested to see who they match him up with next because, you know, he was supposed to fight CR in Atlanta. But, uh that fight fell through, so I could see that fight happening. You know, uh, Vicente Luque possibly. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes. I like that Vicente Luque. Look, you're coming off wins over Leon Edwards and Nordin Taleb. There's no backstep here, Shaq. Yeah, you got to go forward. I mean, he's beating three legit guys. So, so I like that. Claudio Silva versus yeah. uh, Vicente Luque. <laughs> you know they're going to count my boy Claudio Silva out again in that one too, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. And when they get weaseled, they'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> so Nordin Taleb, you know, this fight stopped his win streak. Went out there, got tapped out. He's 38 years old, but I still think that he's a very good fighter, man. I think that he can still have some good fights in the UFC. Just has to bounce back. I was personally thinking, what about Nordin versus uh, Sultan Aliyev? They were initially supposed to fight. It fell through. I say match him back up again. Yeah, for sure. You know, but at 38, you know, these type of losses are demoralizing. It pretty much puts you know your career at like a, at standstill. a standstill. So. You know, it's going to be interesting to see where he fights. I like that fight, though. Sultan Aliyev or, you know, maybe a Sean Strickland, you know, something like that. Yeah, I like that, that too. But he was talking about going up to 85 for a while. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he might go up to 85 now and get a new start. So, uh, it's unfortunate. What about this? Uh, Nordin Taleb versus Brad Scott? It's a good fight. It's a very good fight. (laughs) I like that fight, too. So, uh, Darren Stewart comes out here. He needed the win. His back was up against the wall, coming off three straight losses inside the UFC's octagon. And three straight losses where, I mean, bro, he got choked out in two of them, lost a decision to Francie Marbajos in England. A lot of people were very confident that Spicely, all he had to do was get the fight to the mat one time and he'd win. And it was actually Darren Stewart that finished Spicely on the mat. So now Darren Stewart saved his UFC career, got a 50K bonus. And with uh, Eric Spicely, you know, he does have first round submissions over Tiago Mahetta Santos and Alessio Di Chirico. But I believe that now, how many, in a row, how many in a row is this? Three losses in a row, all finishes. Eric Spicy might have to work his way back up on the regional scene, Shaq. Yeah, you know, I, I do expect him getting that uh, pink slip. And, you know, it, you know, he had a great run. He pulled off a couple nice victories. But, you know, the, the facts came out in the end. And the facts uh, were that he just couldn't hang. And Stewart, props to him, you know, he uh, capitalized on, we know how to, you punk Spicely out, and you'll, and you'll get the victory. But uh, Stewart, you know, that's two 50K bonuses in a row for him, actually. So he's been making a lot of money these days. And yeah, my boy Darren Stewart ain't hurting for cash, I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. As far as Eric Spicy is concerned, uh, you know, we'd love to have him in the NFC. We'd love to have him fight our top uh, middleweight prospect, Doug Usher. Get Doug Usher his 10th pro win, and, you know, just don't get caught. And I think uh, I think he'll, he'll be the one catching Spicely with a head kick. So... Doug Usher versus Eric Spicely is what I want next. And as far as Darren Stewart, I mean, who's another uh, who's another guy that can throw him in there with? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, maybe a Marcus Maluco Perez. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, get my boy Perez two in a row. I like, I like it. I like it. Yeah, let's see that Marcus Maluco Perez versus Darren Stewart. Very, very good matchmaking by my boy uh, Shaq Shelby over here. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Tom Breeze took care of Dan Kelly in the first round, and it was sad to see it, man, because. 
this wasn't the Dan Kelly that went out there and stopped Antonio Carlos Jr. This wasn't the Dan Kelly that went out there and won the decision against the future UFC Hall of Famer Rashad Evans. This was a shell of himself, and when he ate that punch, and you know he looked away. You know, you know I mean, I, I hate to say a judo Olympian like him quit, but you know he quit. He had enough. You know, he's 40 years old or however old he is, and I think uh, that uppercut was just uh, the end. Yeah, you know, he, another guy, you know, he's had a great career, man. But, you know, he's getting up there in age, and he's getting up there in the, the, the damage meter, man. But I think he should just hang him up now, man, make this, uh, you know, just don't make this any worse. So, you know, he's had a great career. And uh, Tom Breeze, you know, congrats to him. Now I want to see Tom Breeze versus Omari Akhmedov, you know, down the line somewhere. Okay, Tom Breeze and Omari, two guys that were formerly at 170 pounds. They both moved up. They both actually looked better since they moved up. I like that matchup as well. And as far as Kelly's concerned, look, man, no matter what happens, no matter how many more L's he takes, he will always be the guy that finished Antonio Carlos Jr. He will always be the guy that won the decision against Rashad Evans. And when you retire and you look at the resume, uh, wins over Antonio Carlos Jr. and Rashad Evans looks pretty fucking good to me, Shaq. He yeah, accomplished he more career. than anyone ever thought he would. Yeah, he had a great career. So, you know, shout out to my boy Dan Kelly. Always going to be a fan of his. And uh, I, I wish him the best in his retirement. And Tom Breeze, uh, time to move up that ladder, kid. Because, you know, he hasn't fought since, besides tonight since UFC nine, 199. Yeah, so I think Omari's the perfect opponent to see if he can get on a nice little win streak here. And, I mean, uh, these guys moving up weight classes prove that they, uh, you know, do good in those first few fights. Yeah, and the dudes that move down weight classes like my boy Brad Scotch <laughs> uh, didn't quite go his way. But, uh, look... Lena Landsberg defeated Gina Mazzani. We can just keep it short and sweet on this one. I saw a lot of love for Gina Mazzani because of what she beat uh, Yana and Wu in her last fight. And, you know, we were on Wu. We thought the Mazzani fade was a real thing. We should have just been on it for one extra fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Landsberg definitely, uh, it was an ugly fight, but Landsberg definitely won every round, tied her up, and, you know, congrats to her. So, I mean, look, Lena's a chick that went to the second round with Cyborg. I mean, who do you want to see <laughs> her in there with next, you know? Um, you know, I still think... Uh, one of the dis most disgusting robberies I've ever seen in my life was her versus uh, Puda Lova. But, I mean, who really cares? <laughs> I got something. What about Lena Landsberg versus Sarah McMahon? I mean, that's fine. You, you know I'm always down for some uh, second-round fade Sarah McMahon action. <laughs> so, let's see that. And then Gina Mazzani, uh, you know, what but about... This time we need five dimes to actually take the live bets and not fuck everyone over. You know what I'm saying? Last time they... Uh, if you did live bet in between the Renault fight, they totally fucked everyone over. <laughs> as, far, as far as my girl Gina Mazzani, you know, who's like the Kylan Curran of Bantamweight? You know what I'm saying? That's Because uh, that's who she should fight um, next. I think she should. Oh, damn, she's 135. Damn. Um, I was going to say Jessica I after she loses to uh, Rose Clark. Um, yeah, because you know Jessica I after she loses to Rose Clark, she's going to be looking for answers. She's going to move back up a weight class. and. I'll let the matchmakers figure out Gina Mazzani's next fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, we already spoke about my boy Carlo Pedrosoli Jr. coming through with that max bet winner against Brad Scott. You know, uh, no one heard of this guy a week ago. Comes into the UFC minus 160 odds. They open him minus 210. Exact same line. They opened my boy Jack Hermanson. All the public action came in on Brad Scott just like they did on Talos Latus. Yeah, you know, we know we know everyone that's uh, out here fighting. Just put it that way. I know I know everyone on the roster. Or everyone that's getting signed. And I know all the prospects, too. So, uh, <laughs> and that's just facts. So, Shaq, another upset that occurred is uh, Julian Robertson went out there and defeated Molly the Can McMahon. <laughs> and uh, 
I mean, it kind of seemed to me like it was a John Phillips versus a Charles Bird type situation where the total fraud got exposed. You know, she's going on social media talking about how she's going to have this trilogy with Valentina. She's going to have this fucking fight with Joanna. She's going to do all these things. You can't even beat Jillian Robertson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, definitely a case of fraudism right there. And... uh she looked like shit. <laughs> you know, Robertson got a lot better, you know, I'll say that. But, uh, you know, we, we definitely said that McCann definitely ain't, like, the type of hype that she was getting, you know. We said it wasn't, like, McKenzie or, uh, you know, some of these other people coming in. I definitely thought she was more on the fraud side. And, uh, you know, Robertson got a lot better. And don't play with my girl Jillian on that mat. All I know is uh, Molly McCann better make me a meatball sub. <laughs> So, uh, shout out to Jillian Robertson on that one. And, uh, oh man, the curtain jerker. You know, there's a reason they buried Elias Theodoro on the prelims. Because he is the most boring fighter in the history of the sport. And my boy Trevor Smith uh, gave him a run for his money. You know, Trevor Smith, the guy that's been knocked out in under a minute multiple times. You know, and Elias hits him with his hardest punch and, you know, Trevor walks right through it. So, <laughs> what I want to see next, and we've been talking about this for weeks after, you know, we were saying once Elias gets this win... The fight we want to see him with next. Uh, I want to see Jack Hermanson versus Elias Theodoro. It's it's time, Shaq. Yeah, Elias versus Jack in Canada. Actually, we can go ahead and say we want it in Canada. We can he can be in his hometown, Calgary, uh, Winnipeg, wherever wherever they want to do it. At. And um, you know, you know, I just think uh, you know, he's a tough guy. I thought he won every round, but it was sloppy. It was ugly, and I had a feeling it was going to be sloppy and ugly because uh, that's just the way he fights. But hey. Congrats to me, man. He finds a way to just be out, barely outwork, guys. That was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I have no idea how Maheta and Brad Tavares didn't finish this guy, but uh, all I know is that if they ever run it back, <laughs> or uh, just 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 put him, just lock him in the cage with Jack Hermanson. That's all, that's all I ask, Shaq. Yeah. So uh, this Friday, it's going down at UFC Utica in New York. Jimmy Rivera, or as Marlon Moraes likes to say, Jimmy Rivera, is fighting Marlon Moraes, and uh, it's a grudge match. Jimmy Rivera, he's got a fucking serious record. He's like, what, 20-1, and 21-1. He's no slouch. Marlon Moraes is no slouch either. He, uh, he he sends dudes home on stretchers. So now they're going to meet in the main event, man. It has the potential to be a five-round war. It could also be a first-round finish. So cannot wait to break that one down. And, man, it's nice to have a Bantamweight featured bout as the main event of the evening this Friday, Shaq. Yeah, the Bantamweight division is uh, one of the best divisions out there right now. And, Max best season is going down Friday, June 1st in Utica. Easy money on the board once again. And, uh, you know, it's time to sign up and stop hesitating. It's time to capitalize on these spots we're talking about. We got a spot coming up. It's going to be easy money. And uh, I hope everyone uh, sends us an email at bestfightpicks uh, at gmail.com. And if you haven't, shame on you. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, right now, things are really, really heating up. I mean, I'm going on a fucking historic run right now. One eight of the last 10 events. I'm on a 30 unit run right now. Uh, you know, when some people face defeat, uh, you know, they quit, they run, they start betting other sports, they start doing the whole bit. When I face defeat, I put my fucking head down and grind and go on a 30 unit run. So that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Four back to back to back to back max bet winners. And, and there's more in there as well. But those are the latest four that we've had, and uh, it's going to continue. It's about to be five this Friday in Utica, New York. So go to bestfightpicks.com and sign up today. Make sure you follow me at bestfightpicks. Follow Shaq at MMAgenius05. Follow our Instagram at bestfightpicksofficial. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Hook up those five-star reviews on iTunes. We appreciate all the support. 
Appreciate all the hate too, man. You know, I love it when uh, my boy Gabriel Benitez goes out there and wins by 39 second KO and that's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? It's like, isn't this only about winning? Isn't this about nothing more than fucking winning, Shaq? You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to winning, you know who to call. Best fight picks. So until the next time, let's cash these bets.